0: In Act 1, scene 5 of Shakespeare's Hamlet, the ghost of Prince Hamlet's father appears and is speaking with Prince Hamlet. And at the end of the conversation, the ghost of Hamlet's father says, adieu, adieu, Hamlet, remember me, remember me. Last Monday, we observed Memorial Day, a legal patriotic holiday in the United States in memory of and honor to those Americans who have given their lives for our country. Graves of war heroes were decorated with flags, thus the name Decoration Day. Parades were held. It was a day we remembered those who died for our country and the benefits we have because of those who died for our country, the freedoms and the privileges we enjoy because of those who love country more than life. It was a day to remember. I sometimes think the church has spiritual amnesia. It's like Satan, the world, and the flesh. The three great enemies to the Christian faith have hit many Christians on the head with baseball bats. And now these believers are walking around with spiritual amnesia. They've forgotten who they are. They've forgotten who God is. They've forgotten the benefits God provides. They come to church on Sunday. They sit in the pews. They sing Amazing Grace. But Monday through Saturday, they're thinking like the world, they're speaking like the world, and they're acting like the world. They forget when they go to work. They forget when they go to downtown Biloxi on a Saturday night. They forget when they go to their children's soccer games or baseball games. They forget when they go to the mall for those great sales We are a people who forget God. We're a people who forget God's benefits. We're a people who struggle with spiritual amnesia. God blesses us abundantly every day, doesn't He? We go about our lives forgetting God. Forgetting His benefits. There's a Chinese proverb which says, when you drink from the stream, remember the spring. When you drink from the stream, remember the spring. In Luke chapter 17, Jesus heals ten lepers. One of them was a Samaritan. The other nine were were Jews. And only the Samaritan leper returns to give thanks to God, throwing himself at Jesus' feet. He remembered who healed him. The nine Jewish lepers forgot to give thanks to God. They forgot. And I see it every day. Men and women, Christians included, who forget God, who forget his benefits, who walk around with spiritual amnesia. The patriarchs in the early church would build these huge stone altars to help them remember what God had done for them. to Remember God's goodness to them. After the death of Joshua, the scripture says, Another generation arose who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Judges chapter 2, verse 10. President Ronald Reagan once said, If we ever forget we're one nation under God, we're a nation gone under. And so we have Psalm 103, a psalm of David, which calls God's people to remember who God is and the benefits he provides. So who is God? Verse 1, he's holy. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless His holy name. He's sinless. He's good. There's no evil or maliciousness or sin which can be found within Him. He will always do what is right. He will always do what is just. You can trust Him. He's holy. Remember. Verse 2, And forget not all His benefits. To forget means to ignore, to wither, Don't forget God's benefits. Don't ignore God's benefits. Don't allow the memory of God's benefits to wither within your minds. To remember God is to have a relationship with God. To forget God, according to the theological wordbook of the Old Testament, is not to know God. And similarly, to forget God's benefits is not to know God's benefits. Well, what are some of those benefits? Verse 3, who forgives all your iniquities. Charles Haddon Spurgeon was a great Baptist preacher of the 1800s. He writes, When God forgives sins, he completely removes them. Notice verse 12 of Psalm 103 As far as the east is from the west, so far as God removed our transgressions from us, which is infinity. 1 Corinthians chapter thirteen five, Love keeps what? No records of wrongs. Isaiah chapter 43. Jeremiah chapter 31, which we read this morning. The Lord God says, I remember your sins no more. He forgives you of your sins. Remember. Verse 3. And heals you of all your diseases. While modern medicine and prescription drugs are important and helpful, we must never forget as a people of God that healing is first and foremost of God. The great physician. In James chapter 5, verse 14, we read, Is any of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. When I'm in the hospital, don't send me someone who believes God can. I want you to send me someone who who believes God will. He's the great physician. Remember, verse 4, who redeems your life from the pit. The word redeem means to purchase, to buy back. When you finish a can of soda or a bottle of, of, of soda, you can... Take it back to the merchant and he'll give you five cents or a dime for that can or that nickel. He redeems that can or that nickel. He purchases it. He buys it back. That's what the word redeem means. Satan had us as prisoners of war, as hostages. But God bought us back. He paid the ransom price. He purchased us with his blood on the cross. 1 Peter chapter 1, you have been redeemed through His precious blood. That's the price. Remember that Jesus redeemed you by dying for you. Remember, I love that great hymn we sing in this church sometimes, Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it, Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, Redeemed. Through his infinite mercy, his child and forever, I am. The story is told about two young men who were in World War I together. They had been friends their entire lifetime. Being neighbors, they had played together. They went to school together. They engaged in the same athletic programs together. Finally, they were enlisted in the army together. And they eventually were in the same area of battle together. And after a pick Particular bitter battle one day, it was found that one of the boys was missing somewhere out in what is known as no man's land. The other boy, safe and unhurt, went to his commanding officer and requested permission to go out and look for his friend. He was told it was no use to go out after the battle of so many hours. After great insistence, he was finally given permission to go. And sometime later, he, he returned with the limp body of his friend over his shoulder. The commander said, didn't I tell you it was of no use to go To which the boy replied with radiance in his eyes, but it was not. I got there in time to hear hear him whisper into my ear, I knew you'd come. That's how God shows his love towards us. He stooped down into no man's land, into this prisoner of war camp. He saw we were dying. In fact, we were dead. Ephesians chapter two verse one you were dead in your transgressions and sin. The enemy commander, Satan, says, Sure, you can have this body, it's of no use to me any longer. It's dead. But it's gonna cost you. And Christ says, No problem. He resuscitates us back to life, he throws us over his shoulder, he carries us out of the darkness into his wonderful light just as he gets us to safety, we whisper into Christ's ear, I knew you'd come. And then he turns back around and he sacrifices his own life for us as the ransom price. That's what redeem means. He's redeemed you. Verse 4, and crowns you with love and compassion. We should be the one crowning Him, but that's just like our God. Psalm 23, verse 5, God anoints our head with oil for one to sit here this morning thinking he or she is worthless while God considers us so highly and precious and valuable is one of the greatest deceptions of the evil one. Lift up your heads, brethren, and allow God to crown you with His love and His compassion. For He loves you. You're His treasured possession. Exodus 19. You're the apple of His eye. Deuteronomy 32, you're created in His image. Don't forget what God thinks of you. Remember. Verse 8, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. Verse 11, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love with those who fear Him. Verse 13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. Verse 17, but from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him. One of the predominant themes of Psalm 103 is God's love and compassion towards His people. Oh, God can't love me. Look at all that I've done with my life. Brothers and sisters, God the Father stands with His arms open wide when you smell like a pigsty, when you're filthy in mud like the prodigal son of Luke 15, and He throws His arms around you, and He says, I love you. Kill the fatted calf. Bring me a robe. My child who was lost is now found. And then He whispers into our ears, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Hebrews 13.5 Just as we remembered last Memorial Day, the freedoms and the benefits we enjoy because of those who died for our country. Don't forget the benefits and freedoms you enjoy because of the one who died for you. Don't forget his benefits. Don't ignore his benefits. Don't allow the memory of his benefits to wither in your minds. Verse 5, who satisfies your desires with good things. You ever go to a restaurant and every time you're finished with that glass of water, the waiter or the waitress fills it back up? You're apt to scream out, if you fill my cup up one more time, I'm going to burst. Psalm 23 says God fills our cup to overflowing with His blessings. Psalm 23 says goodness And mercy, pursue me all the days of my life like a hunting party pursuing the game, like an army pursuing the enemy. If you have the grace to count these blessings one by one as we sing in that great hymn, count your blessings. We're apt to yell out to the Lord, if you don't stop, Lord, I'm going to burst. God is so good all the time. And all the time, God is good. God is so good, right? God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. Don't Forget that truth. Don't ignore that truth. Don't allow the memory of that truth to wither in your mind. Don't allow Satan, the world, or your flesh to deceive you into thinking that God isn't good to you. That He can't satisfy you. That God doesn't love you. Remember. Verse 5, So that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. This verse reminds me of Isaiah 40. Do you not know? Have you not heard? He gives strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. Those who hope in the Lord, He'll renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Go to God when you need strength. I grew up watching Popeye, the Sailor Man, cartoon as a kid. Popeye would always get into trouble by Bluto or some other enemy. And then at the last moment when you think Popeye is just about finished, he says, ah, I forgot me spinach. And he breaks open a can and eats the spinach and becomes strong. And he finds victory. God is your spinach. <laughs> Talking to the young ones here. Remember. I used to play Pac-Man on Atari. That's how old I am. And Pac-Man would be chased all over the board, up and down, left and right, by ghosts, by trials and tribulations and persecution and oppression. And then Pac-Man would come across a... Uh, a power pill on the board and it become larger and faster and stronger and no longer are the ghosts and the problems chasing him, but Pac-Man is chasing them. The power pill made Pac-Man stronger. God is your Pac-Man power pill. Remember. Remember that truth. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through God who what? Gives me what? Strength. Psalm 46, verse 1, The Lord is my refuge and my what? Strength. Verse 6, The Lord is righteous and just, a friend to the oppressed. Remember this great benefit when you feel alone, oppressed, persecuted, or alienated. God is your friend. John 15, Jesus says, You are my friends if you do what I command. What a friend we have in Jesus. You're never alone. Remember, verse 7, He's made known His ways to Moses. He's a God who reveals Himself. He's a God who says, I want you to know Me, and I want to know you. He's a personal God. A God you can know. Remember. Verses 14-16 through show frail, mortal, fallen man's great need for God. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are but dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like the flower of the field. The wind blows over it, and it is gone. Not only should we remember who God is, we should remember who we are. When you understand God's action, the holy, seeking out the unholy, the living, seeking out the dead, at the cost of His own Son's life on the cross, then you better understand David's words in verse 1, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Verses 9 and 10, He will not always accuse nor harbor His anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. Verse 13, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. Don't forget these benefits, brethren. So who are these benefits for? Anybody? Anybody? The benefits are for those who fear God and keep His commandments. Verse 11, His love is with those who fear Him. Verse 13, His compassion is with those who fear Him. Verse 17, the Lord's everlasting love is with those who fear Him. Verse 18, with those who keep His covenant and obey His precepts. And so I ask you, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus? There's no greater decision you'll make in all of your life. To fear Him means to revere Him to obey Him, to love Him, to put your faith and trust in Him. Many of us join unions because of the benefits. Teachers unions. Police unions. Military unions. Farmers unions. And they're usually dues which have to be paid to be a member of that union, to receive those benefits. God says, I want you to be in My union and the dues are free and the benefits are out of this world. There's no greater decision you will make in all of your life than to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, your King, your union President. Finally, what is another benefit we should remember from Psalm 103? Look at verse 19. The Lord has established His throne in heaven. His kingdom rules over all. Sometimes the world seems a little chaotic, like it's spinning out of control. Sometimes we get scared about all that is happening in the world. Sometimes we may be tempted to think that God, the great governor in heaven, doesn't care, or he's fallen asleep. Psalm 103, verse 19 reminds us that God, the great governor, is still in control. He's still sovereign. He's still king, and he's still on the throne. Remember. 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 Charles Haddon Spurgeon calls Psalm 103 one of those all comprehensive scriptures which is a Bible within itself which he adds might alone suffice for the hymn book of the entire church. No wonder the psalm is enveloped by calls to praise in verse 1. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Verses 20 through 22. Praise the Lord, His angels, His heavenly host, His servants who do His will. Praise the Lord, all His works. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, remember to praise the Lord for all of these benefits. We're blessed people. Just as you might praise soldiers as they return from war, for the benefits they provide us, security, freedom. I mean, parades are held, right? Parades are nothing more than praise and action. Parade, parades. Just as you praise and honor those who have given the ultimate sacrifice for our country, so too praise God for the benefits and the freedoms He has given to us by giving us the ultimate sacrifice for our country, the death of His Son, Jesus Christ. But praise the Lord not only for His benefits, but also praise Him for who He is. Regardless of what you've given me, Lord, I praise you for who you are. The Expositor's Bible commentary says the opposite of praise is forgetfulness. Don't forget God. Don't forget His benefits. Praise Him. I'll never forget that first time standing in our nation's capital before the Vietnam Memorial. The thousands and the thousands of names crying out, remember me. Remember me. Brothers and sisters, the greatest war that was ever fought was not on some earthly battlefield, but was fought on that cross. The greatest memorial ever. If you have eyes of faith to see, you can see the thousands and the thousands and the thousands of names Christ has died for. And the blood that was shed on that cross cries out, Remember me. Remember me. Is your name on that cross? Is your name on that cross? I would give my right arm, I'd give both my legs to see your name on that cross. There's no more important decision you will make than to make Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior. Lord, I've sinned. I'm placing my faith and trust in You and Your work on the cross that You received the penalty and the death I should have received. And when I look up in faith on that cross, He forgives me. And He hands me a robe of righteousness, His righteousness and salvation. I beg of you, make that decision. Join God's union. Give me 60 seconds. On Memorial Day last week, we paused as a nation to remember those who gave their lives for our country. So, too, I'd ask you to remember the one who gave his life in the greatest way for our country, by fighting the greatest war on the cross, not only for our country, but for all countries. On Memorial Day, we remembered the benefits we enjoy as Americans because of those who died for our country. So too, I'd ask you to remember the benefits that we enjoy, that we've seen in Psalm 103 because of Christ who died on the cross. He sacrificed His life for you. He fought the war between good and evil, between light and darkness, between life and death for you. And the good news, you may ask, the good news, He won. He won. Jesus Christ won. Remember. Remember. Let us pray.